following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Thursdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Garter. At the end of the year, they'll be merging with Dorn Mayhew from the east side of the state, and they'll be stronger together. They can help your business from retirement planning, payroll, audits, tax help, and more. Go to BeanGarter.com to find out about the merger and also how Bean Garter is stronger together with Dorn Mayhew. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. Thursdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are presented by Josh Garvey and his team at Bean Garter. Are you ready for huge opinions on the Lions, Tigers, Wings, Pistons, Michigan, MSU, and every sports team in the state of Michigan, it's time for the huge show. From the east side to the west side to the UP, the huge show is on air statewide on the Michigan Sports Network. Voice your huge opinions now at 1 866 838 HUGE. That's 1 866 838 4843. Now, the huge one, Bill Simonson. Good afternoon, Michigan. It's time for the huge show today. Special thanks to those of you listening live, where we're not being uh, preempted by the Detroit Tigers and their weather-induced doubleheader. You might have guessed by now, I am not, in fact, the huge one. This is Jeff Risen. If you listened yesterday, I sat in yesterday. I'm in here again today. Uh, we got a day off from, from Detroit Lions camp today, so uh, I was gracious enough to stick around and, and fill in the considerable shoes for Mr. Mr. Simonson, the huge one who's off doing probably something fun today. I don't actually know why he's not here, but uh, it's all good. Um, I, for those of you who don't know me, I am Jeff Risden. I am the managing editor of the Lions Wire for USA Today. I also co-host the Detroit Lions podcast, and I also run Draft Wire with USA Today. So uh, I, I'm a football guy. So we're going to spend just about every minute today talking about football. We've got college football. We've got the Big Ten Media Days going on down in Indianapolis. There is considerable interest in what one of the head coaches in the state of Michigan had to say about what we talked about extensively yesterday, the on, or impending suspension of Michigan Wolverines head coach Jim Harbaugh for Burgergate. Um, unironically, by the way, the, the Big Ten <laughs> provided the media boxed cheeseburgers for lunch. Not a joke. Way to, way to read the room, guys. That's... Uh, that, that, that's some of the fun that you get to deal with in, in, on the media side of things. Is uh, They tend to feed us at, at events like that, but it's not always the greatest. Um, I, I go to the Combine every year down in Indianapolis. In the Giant Center, they give us uh, the, the best thing about it. They have, they have like homemade deep-fried kettle chips, which are fantastic. But they come along with a box lunch that is just, eh, you know, you can, you can do better at your local Jimmy John's or where, wherever your electric hero, if you're out in Holland, where I'm, where I'm from, great place to go. Uh, yeah, that the, the giving, give, providing the the media, especially the ones that are covering the Michigan Wolverines down there, uh, providing them with cheeseburgers after Jim Harbaugh is going to be suspended for buying recruits cheeseburgers. Maybe um, he doesn't actually remember doing it, or alleges that he doesn't remember doing it, um, and then covering it up um, with something other than mustard or special sauce is probably that. That's where he's getting in trouble with this. 
Yesterday we talked to Clayton Safey and uh, 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 Anthony Broom. They're both down there, and we've got some more words on what Harbaugh says, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, we're also going to flip the coin. Um, I am ne- neither a Michigan nor a Michigan State guy. So I'm going to try to give some equal time today. So we're going to have Graham Couch from the Lansing State Journal come on and talk about the Spartans and Mel Tucker and what he's had to say uh, in his media podium time down in Indianapolis. And I'll be honest with you, the Spartans are sort of an enigma to me this year. And I'm, 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 I hope to learn some things from Graham this year. They, they graduate, Like I said, I cover the draft, and my college football prism is looking at it from that perspective. I want to see who's eligible for the NFL draft. Who's a prospect? Who am I going to be watching? I don't really get into much of the recruiting or any of that. So hopefully Graham will shed some light on, well, who's going to be their starting quarterback, among other things. But uh, we'll talk to him in the 4 o'clock hour. Uh, But then we're going to put the Lions hat on. And we're going to keep that on for most of the day today. Uh, we have a guest coming up. Uh, Eric Schlitt will be with us, uh, my former co-worker at Lions Wire. He now runs Pride of Detroit. He's the managing editor there uh, with SB Nation. He will be joining us in the next segment. Uh, and he's going to tell us what's what he's seen in Allen Park over the past few days. Again, they're off today, uh, but they started practice, I believe it was Sunday morning, and have gone through. Uh, and I'm curious as to what I'm going to see when I get there starting tomorrow morning. Uh, where it will be hot and steamy. Um, uh, oh, oh I, uh, producer Brett just reminded me. I have to do my obligatory weather report. Uh, it's hot. <laughs> as, as, uh, uh, as I talked about yesterday, as, as I mentioned several times, uh, when, I, when I filled in for Bill, uh, I, went to, I went to college to be a TV weatherman. And uh, on a previous incarnation in this studio, one of the hosts was gracious enough to let me read the weather every time I'm in here. And I continue to do that to honor him. Uh, thanks, Drew. Uh, and it's something that I, I, I enjoy. I am still a weather enthusiast. If you can see along, if you if you're watching along on the the closed circuit television, you'll notice that we are in fact watching the weather channel in here. <laughs> we would change that from uh, some of the the more partisan news networks that, that are typically on in here. Uh, and it's uh, well, if you if you happen to be listening from New Hampshire right now, you should probably take cover because it looks pretty bad there. <laughs> but here in Grand Rapids at the the iHeart Studios uh, on, in ninety six point one, the game it's currently eighty three degrees, sunny. Uh, very nice, very nice day to be outside. Hopefully, you can get outside. Maybe you can take a little walk around the park, or you know, walk your kids, walk your dog um, while you're while you're listening to the, to the next three hours of the show. And uh, special thanks to those of you who are streaming along. Uh, again, uh, most of the stations are preempted by the Detroit Tigers today. So if you're listening to this on the podcast, thank you, thank you for seeking us out. Um, thank you to producer Brett Hayes again for. Uh, for getting the podcast out in a timely manner and uh, making it all sound good, making making me sound better than I do when I'm live, uh, when you edit out the little gaffes and, and weird things that I do, uh, because that's what we do. Uh, I, I am a writer. I am not a radio professional like the huge one, uh, but he, he's gracious enough to give me some time, and I thank him for that as well. Let's get into the Jim Harbaugh thing, because this was a massive point of, of conversation yesterday. And we again, we talked with Clayton Safer, we talked with Anthony Broom, and they didn't really know exactly how it was going to play out today when Jim Harbaugh took the podium down in Indianapolis for the Big Ten Media Days. And both of them correctly guessed that Harbaugh dodged any controversy. And to Harbaugh's credit, and to the surprise of one of our guests yesterday, a little bit anyways, he did hold his tongue and, and held the line pretty well. Um, so I, we have we have the quotes here, and I'm, I'm going to read from from Anthony Broom's, Broom's piece on uh, on why 
Why he's being suspended for the four games, uh, he basically ducked out of it, um, as you might expect. Uh, talked a lot about NILs as well. Um, I lost. I just lost the thing I was looking at here. This is this is great radio, isn't it? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Harbaugh was asked about the NCAA investigation into him and his program. And this is a quote from Jim Harbaugh, and I will not try to do his voice because I can't do it. As you probably already know, I am not allowed to talk about any aspect of that ongoing situation. I'd love to lay it all out there. Nothing to be ashamed of, but now is not that time. That's all there is. That's about all there is to say about that. And you can read that in Forrest Gump, and it probably looks a little better. There you go. Uh, and he did to his to his word. He did not did not bite on future inquiries into that. Now he will probably talk later off the record with some people. Uh, maybe some of the people that we had on yesterday. We don't know. But uh, thus far, that's all we're getting out of Burger Gate. Uh, so looks like the four game suspension is still coming. It's not technically solidified yet. They're negotiating. Uh, who knows? Uh, there's a lot that's going on with that, and and again, um, we talked about it again yesterday with with Safi and with Broom. The the NCAA is is effectively worthless, and this just goes to prove how inane of an organization and how worthless, pointless it is. Uh, at as was noted, they don't give out the national football, they don't give out the college football playoff. Championship trophy. I got I to make sure I say that right because they, they do actually come after you if you don't say it right. Believe it or not, they do do that. Um, and it's not the NCAA either. Funny enough, because they go after you for everything else. But I digress. They uh, they are allegedly the governing body over all intercollegiate athletics, but they tend to selectively pick and choose when, where, and who they enforce different rules for. And right now, Jim Harbaugh is unfortunately on the wrong end of their club of justice. And I don't know what he did to get there. Look, he's, he's again, I am not a Michigan guy. I'm not a Michigan State guy. I'm not an Ohio State guy. But Harbaugh is a fascinating figure for everybody because you don't know what he's going to do. You, you don't know what's going to come out of his mouth. You don't know what's going to come out of his players when they go onto the field. In general, they're pretty darn good, but you never know. You know, there's there's some variable variability with that. So uh, I applaud Jim for uh, for sticking to the plan and and not biting on it. Um, one of the other things that and, and this is this did come up yesterday. We talked about uh, whether Ohio State and Michigan should be the final game of the season because there has been some talk, rumors, speculation that maybe maybe it's not the best way to end the college football season in the regular season because there's a chance they could play in the in the Big Ten championship game the following week. Now, this would be starting next year once US, USC and UCLA are in the Big Ten, and I still cannot get my head around that. Uh, I am I am kind of looking forward to uh, trying to get a, like credentialed media for for Michigan Michigan State. One of the some some school credentialing so I can go to LA for a trip. That'd be that, that sounds like fun. I want to get out there. I haven't been in LA in a long time. I have been to the Coliseum, but that was twenty nine years ago. It's been a long time. Back when Marcus Allen was playing there. That's that's how long ago it's been. So the, the, I understand the impetus behind that, and uh, Harbaugh uh, said he didn't have a particular opinion on whether or not Ohio State Michigan should be moved off the last weekend of the regular season. Um, they, uh, he, uh, he said, we expect it to be at the end of the year, and uh, he also pointed out that it's become part of the Thanksgiving weekend tradition, 
And that leads me into what Thanksgiving weekend in Michigan is one of the greatest experiences that you can have because it kicks off. You got the Detroit Lions kicking off the the, the football weekend Thursday, 1230 every year. Uh, This this year they're hosting. Oh, my God. I blanked on it. I think they're hosting the Bears this year. (laughs) As much as I've memorized the schedule, I should probably know that. Yeah. So you you get the Lions to kick off the day. And if you're like my family, um, and specifically my wife's family, which is from the the East Point area, um, formerly East Detroit, um, and also the Canton, Plymouth area, we've always arranged it so Thanksgiving dinner comes after football. A lot of people like to eat. You know, I grew up I grew up in the Cleveland area um, with primarily Browns fans, and they didn't really pay a lot of attention to the Detroit Lions. So we ate like at halftime of the Lions game. And that, that's terrible because then you're you're groggy. You're laying on the couch. You got the tryptophan going. You're like, oh. Enough of that. But it's, it's just a majestic weekend having the Lions play on Thursday and they'll win this year. They didn't quite get it done against last year in, against Buffalo, but that was a fantastic game. It was a great game. It was entertaining even in a loss. Then you get Friday, you get, some, you get some other conference championship games. Then you get Ohio State, Michigan. What's better than that? Especially when those two teams are the best teams in, in the Big Ten, if not all of college football. And they've, they've both been rivaling that the last couple of seasons. I, you know what? It's it's what? It's July 27th today. I'm already looking forward to. I think that's November 27th. Actually, is is when? So four months away from Thanksgiving, uh, Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, I already can't wait. I want some turkey. I want some stuffing. Okay, Brett, producer Brett, big snap question for you here: Gravy on the dressing or to the side? On. Good man. I would say on. Yes. Thank you. That's this. We we can still continue to work together. Okay, that's cool. good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so there's uh, there, the big time media days are fun, um, and and again as as I said yesterday, I, before I came in yesterday, I listened to a little bit of the ACC players talking, and every single one of them was basically validating and earning their NILs from whatever places are paying them, um, whether it's a car dealership, uh, there's a foundation uh, for Florida State. I know that Jared Verse, who's a guy that I really really like for the NFL draft coming up in 2024, uh, talked about, but. Uh, you're getting a little bit of that with the Big Ten when the players get up there, too. Corum uh, uh, was pretty good about not having to, to say too much Blake Corum, the, the fantastic running back from Michigan who will be in the 2024 NFL draft. Probably be very highly selected in that. Um, one, one quick thing. Not to go all Michigan football in here because we are going to talk a lot about other things as well, but I'm one of those weirdos in the draft community that thinks that, that Donovan Edwards is going to be drafted before Blake Corum. I think, uh, I think his size and I think the... The fact that he's healthy certainly doesn't hurt, and the, 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 his breakaway ability to get into the open field, I think, is is something that translates a little bit better than what Corum does to the NFL level. But in college football, not going to go wrong with either of those guys. And Michigan, Michigan's going to win a lot of football games this year, folks, no doubt about it. But uh, to be fair and balanced, we are in fact going to bring in Graham Couch later on to talk uh, talk some Michigan State as well. And uh, I'd be remiss again. We, we we mentioned this briefly towards the end of the show yesterday about PJ Fleck. Former Western Michigan Broncos coach led to some great times down there. Um, uh, I, I was fortunate enough to, to interview him a few times, um, sitting in this chair a couple times. He told me that he's afraid to swim in the ocean because sharks might eat him. Um, one of the, one of my favorite sound bites ever. <laughs> but uh, uh, he's he's getting in a little bit of trouble in Minnesota now, and uh, he's being accused of running a cult which is pretty strong allegations, but a lot of former players have spoken out, albeit anonymously, so you don't really know. 
So let me let me let me let me pull back the the media thing here because I do have to use anonymous quotes and sources from time to time where I have to keep them protected. And I also have to protect them from being identified so they can't be traced. And then that person would have some recourse against me. And I have seen, hasn't happened to me personally, but I do know someone who covered a, uh, uh, they're an AFC South team. And he, people figured out who his source was within the organization. And that reporter and the source both got canned. So you got to be very careful about that. And if you burn someone, First off, you're not going to get other sources that are going to come to talk to you again, um, and that's very bad for business. Uh, if, if, like, the huge one has fantastic sources, I know he does. I know some of you all question a little bit, but he's got he's got it. Um, he has shown me evidential proof of some of the the scoops that he's gotten, some of the things that that he's learned before they become public. And I don't know who those sources are, and that's a very good thing because if I did then I could compromise Bill. He could compromise his source, whether it's an assistant coach, an athletic director, a, a, a football official. Uh, because I, I will tell you, <laughs> little secret, referees are fantastic for getting information about what happens during a game. Fantastic sources for learning the vibe from the sidelines and what players are thinking and how engaged they are. Uh, just throw that little tidbit out there. Be nice to your refs because they're, 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 they're people too. In fact, I will be one as soon as my kids are done with sports, uh, which leads me into what we're going to talk about for a little bit um, in the in the in the five o'clock hour today or the third hour. If you're listening on the podcast or streaming along, I have been, as many of you know, I have been uh, a sports dad for a long time. And my son is a senior in high school now uh, at Zealand East. Good job, Lane. You made it. He finished his AAU basketball career this past week, and it's one of the reasons why I have, well, it is the reason why I have not been over in Lions Camp yet. I decided to be dad instead of being reporter, and I got to spend four days with my son uh, wrapping up his AAU basketball career and then going on a college visit, college camp, uh, where I'm pleased to say that he did, in fact, draw an offer from the school that he went to, and it's a very good one, and he's very strongly considering it. Uh, he does have other offers, and there are a couple of very good ones of those that he is also very strongly considering. But the journey to from when he started to when he finished has taught me and him and our entire family a lot of things that I don't think you necessarily expect. So I'm gonna I'm gonna devote a little bit of time today to talking about the journey of being a sports parent, uh, whether it's basketball, baseball, hockey soccer, um, volleyball, which both of my kids have played and my, my daughter continues to play. Uh, and there, I'm just trying to give you a little bit, a few things that we've learned, that we've gleaned, uh, that might help you on your journey. Um, it might jog your memory if you're someone that, that's beyond that stage already. You know, your kids are adults or if you went through it. Uh, I, I'm, I'm old enough that I missed it. Uh, I was not a gifted enough athlete to do that. Uh, I wound up playing a lot of volleyball, but uh, the, the, the club scene just didn't exist in the, in the 1980s when I was going on. So it's, uh, th- th- it's going to be fun. Uh, it's going to be a little bit emotional for me. Um, I am a crier. I will probably be crying while I talk about it, just the, the sentimentality of, of a chapter of my life being over, even though I have a daughter that's a freshman. Uh, and we're going through all that again, but uh, that's we're, we're going to talk about that, and, and uh, I, I think y'all will enjoy that. Uh, 
a little, little diversion from what you normally get on the huge show. Um, look, what is this show about if nothing other than self-promotion? And uh, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to promote myself and my kids a little bit on that. <laughs> so uh, uh, I appreciate the platform on that. And, and I did get Bill's blessing on that, by the way. The huge one uh, has, has been very supportive of the kids um, and very supportive of me taking time out from when I'm scheduled to be in here to do things with my kids. Uh, and I, I am very grateful for that. I'm also grateful to my, my bosses at USA Today for indulging me and letting me do it because uh, not everyone gets a chance to do that. I'm blessed, and I know it, and I want to. I want to share my blessing with y'all out there in the Mitten State. So, uh, when we come back from our break here, we have our leadoff guest, and I am so excited to talk to him because I have not talked to Eric Schlitt. Eric Schlitt, Pride of Detroit, managing editor, one of the smartest and best Lions sources you can find. Uh, he technically works for uh, like so. Pride of Detroit is an SB Nation thing. I work for USA Today for the Wire Network. We are technically supposed to be rivals. We are not. We are very good friends. We talk a lot. We haven't talked since camp started, so I'm I'm very excited to pick Eric's brain on what I missed while I was over in uh, running around with my son, what happened, what he saw in the days over in Allen Park, uh, and what we can expect to see over the next couple of weeks while we're there uh, together. I will be there bright and early tomorrow morning. Uh, the Lions practices are at 8.30, which is fantastic for those of us who are on the dad's schedule. Uh, I can get my day done by like 4 o'clock, maybe go hit some golf balls, maybe throw the kayak into the water over there, and it'll be fun. So uh, when we come back, Eric Schlitt from Pride of Detroit. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. At Mercantile Bank, we believe supporting the communities we serve is a vital part of who we are. Our team is here to make a positive impact, a real difference, and we're always looking for leaders to join our team because we're not just a bank. We're a partner here to support what matters most. Come grow with us. Visit MercBank.com to learn more and let's support our community together. Mercantile Bank, member FDIC, equal opportunity employer. Bill Simonson here with a message from my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he's the new managing shareholder for Bean Garter. At the end of the year, they'll be merging with Dorn Mayhew, and they'll be stronger together as one of America's top accounting and business firms. And speaking of business, if you're a business owner, decision maker, Bean Garter has retirement planning services in combination with Dorn Mayhew that can help take a lot of work off of your plate. Third-party administrator for 401k and 403b plans. They plan, document, design, and have maintenance of all plans. They can help you today. Go to beangarter.com for more information, annual employer reporting, Form 589955 preparation and filing, and compliance testing. So let Bean Garter help you with your retirement planning services for your company. Stronger Together now with Dorn Mayhew. You can find out more at beangarter.com. That is B-E-E-N-E-G-A-R-T-E-R.com. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Hot winds and scorching July nights. We've turned up the heat, and one lucky player every hour has the chance to win up to $5,000 in sizzling premium play. Blaze in to win red-hot prizes every Friday, 7 to 11 p.m. It's scorching July nights, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway, reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. 
Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. There are 13 folds that bring the American flag to the iconic shape of freedom. This summer, Folds of Honor and Budweiser celebrate 13 years of changing military and first responder lives together. Service never stops, and neither will we. So join me in raising a Budweiser to raise funds for Folds of Honor. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch, Budweiser, Lager Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Because uh, as producer Brett might indicate, I just injured myself putting my headphones on, trying to see if I had the right ear on the right ear hole. Uh, I did that very poorly, uh, but thank you to Dave Mustaine for writing such a great song to, to bring us back in. Without further ado, because I know you want to, you don't want to hear me talk about Megadeth, because I could talk about Megadeth all day, and it would be fun, it would be rocking. But uh, we're going to talk some lions. We're bringing my good friend Eric Schlitt from Pride of Detroit. Uh, Eric has been, uh, Eric used to work for me back in the day at Detroit Lions Draft, rest in peace. Uh, He then worked above me at Lions Wire, uh, and then we became co-editors. He moved on, and he's doing great things at Pride of Detroit. So uh, let's get in here. Eric, my man, how are you? I'm good, buddy. Nice to talk to you again. It is very good to hear you vo- your voice, and uh, so we're, we'll, we'll jump right into it. What did I? What's the biggest thing that I missed in missing the first three or four days of, of being over in Allen Park? I, I think the biggest thing, or the biggest unexpected thing, is how they've they've kind of switched up their defensive front, and it has really featured Charles Harris prominently. It's uh, in their when they use four man fronts, they're starting Charles Harris along with Aiden Hutchinson. They're using a lot more five man fronts, which we saw in week oh, yeah. seventeen and eighteen. And that and what they're doing for that is they're standing Charles up and they're running them at the Sam. And so um, Hutchinson is still Hutchinson. Like he he still looks great. But Harris is uh very dedicated and the coaching staff loves him and he's showing his versatility to line up with the hand in the dirt and stand up as an edge uh linebacker and he's uh he's really been the talk of the first few days because uh that's the biggest I think unexpected thing was we were expecting a lot of last year, but now uh Harris has really come on to burst onto the scene again. Yeah, he and he he didn't have a great season last year, even before he got injured. And then we all saw James Houston just explode uh, at the end of the season. He he wound up uh, getting some Rookie of the Year, in, not like top votes, but like third place votes. And and it seems like that's a natural flow for him. But uh, Eric, I I keep fighting this good fight on on social media, and hopefully you can reinforce me here. The coaching staff freaking loves Charles Harris, don't they? Yeah. Oh yeah, massively, and, and and 
it's his tenacity. It's his ability to do multiple things, and they just they trust him. They trust that he's going to be the same player from the first snap of the game to the last snap of the game, and that he's going to give them maximum effort every time. James Houston is a terrific pass rusher. He has elite skills that are just things that are hard to teach, or maybe you can't even teach them to a lot of guys. But James lacks balance. He lacks his ability to drop into coverage. He, he, he lacks ability to be very proficient against the run. And he, like I said, elite pass rushing skills, but his game isn't rounded yet. And so Charles Harris's game is rounded, and so he's repping higher right now, and he's going to rep higher until James Houston takes another step in his development. So with that, uh, talking with Eric Schlitt from Pride of Detroit here, where is Houston getting? So the five-man front to me, I love the, I love it, by the way. We talked about this in minicamp early this summer when they started showing some looks from it. I think it's a fantastic look for their defense. Is Houston, uh, is he getting the, the second-team Sam reps? Is he standing up as, as an off-ball backer? Is he getting any looks like that? Or, or where is he fitting right now? Mostly he's fitting in as like the third team, and that's because they're trying to give Julian Aquara as many Sam reps as they can. The problem is is Julian isn't seizing the moment. And so it started out with Julian getting first team, and they start almost every practice, or I'm second team, and they start out almost every practice favoring the veterans, right, because Julian's a third-year, a fourth-year veteran, and and Houston's just going into his second year. But inevitably – Julian just isn't making splash plays. He's he's not really making himself noticeable. And a couple of times you saw Houston kind of jump him in the middle of practice on the depth chart, and he was getting higher reps. And so it's an interesting battle. But, like, I don't think Houston taking third-team reps is necessarily, like, uh, you know, an indicator that he's necessarily in trouble. I think it's just they're trying to give Julian every opportunity while also rounding out uh, Houston's game, which is a lot easier to do against the third team guys than it is the second. And uh, it's just, it, it's a seniority thing. Like, I, Houston's, like I said, Houston's pass rushing skills are so good that it, I don't, like, it's not like they're just going to lose him. Even if he's just a situational pass rusher, that's going to be okay. I think Julian's the one who needs to really uh, be, you know, trying to expand his game because he might be in trouble. I'm, I'm with you 100% on that. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing you tomorrow. We can talk about this more in depth right. and, and a little bit more behind the scenes. But uh, thank you for the information on that. One of the players that I get asked about a lot, I know you do too, Ifyazu Malifanwu, is he going to emerge as something in his third year? Or is this just a case of it's just not there? I think he's really established himself as the third option at safety. Now, there's a caveat to that because I'm including Chauncey Gardner uh, and uh, Gardner Johnson and Brian Branch is kind of like Nichols, right? Right. So, you, so you're, uh, you're evaluating them as corners. So you're saying he's behind Kirby Joseph and Tracy Walker. Right. Now, okay. it's very possible that the Lions only keep Walker, Kirby, and Melifonmu because of branches and Gardner Johnson's ability to play safety, right? right? And so, like, if you're looking at, like, the depth chart and, and, and like, Savion Smith and Brady Breeze, they haven't really stepped up to challenge Melifonwu. Melifonwu has made a couple of plays. He showed a little bit more range in his ability to cover. They dropped him into the box, into the nickel, which is not something they were doing last year. They kept him almost solely at that like kind of single high, right? And so they're starting to expand his positional range a little bit, and so that's helping, and he's, he's stepping up. So I think he's progressing nicely. 
And right now, he would be my favorite to be like the last safety in type of thing. That's good to hear because he he is an he's a very impressive guy to look at. He's also a very impressive guy to talk to. Like he's a guy that you want. And Will Harris is kind of in the same boat. Like they're mm-hmm. they're very athletic. They're very smart. They're erudite. They care, but it just hasn't clicked for whatever reason on the football field. But uh, I'm glad to hear that we're we're getting some progress with with Ify there. And and uh, also Will Harris, I know is you've you've written about him a couple times this summer, um, sort of being an integral veteran type role. Yeah, like he was playing outside corner uh, to start camp, and then when uh, Gardner Johnson gets hurt, he steps into the middle just because, again, favoring the veterans over the rookies. They're not going to want to put Branch, uh, push him right into it like starter reps. They want to be able to use him in a lot of different ways as, as like uh, in the reserve role capacity right now. So Harris is really he's a vital asset in what they want to do in order to stay fluid in that secondary. He can play inside, he can play outside. Uh, he actually, you know, remember. Remember, he's got safety range too, right? So if they absolutely were in an emergency, he's got that capability as well. So, and then when you look at his contract, like he he got one of those better and minimum contracts. So he, yes, he it did. actually costs yeah, it costs more to cut him than it does to keep him. So Will Harris is going to play an important role, not just you know he, he's going to make this roster not just because of uh, his contract, but because like he's filling in in a lot of different areas. And again, another guy the coaching staff trusts more than the fans do. Yeah, hundred percent with you on that, and and I, Eric, you know you know this. I have been critical of Will Harris ever since the minute he was drafted. I have seen his growth. I have seen him make himself a valuable member of the Detroit Lions, and I'm happy for him because he's he, he's a great guy. He is a great guy. He knows that I have been salty towards him, and he doesn't hold against me, and I, I appreciate that. Um, let, let's let's talk about a rookie that is going to play a lot, Sam Laporta. Just, just let me let me bask in how awesome he has been in the first few days of training camp. I mean, everything we saw in the spring, we're, we're seeing in the fall, right? Like, oh that, yeah, he, he was he was very dominant in the spring, and and he hasn't really backed off of that at all. It's he's. Um, He's very easy route runner. He has he has a great jumping ability, solid hands. Uh, his most impressive skill is probably his yak because when he gets his hand on the ball, he's immediately upfield and running to space. And uh, you mean he's not falling down right after he catches it like a certain Hawkinson used yeah, to? Yeah, amazingly. Um, it's it, it's what Sam Laporte is going to be one of these cases where we look back at you know him coming out of Iowa. And we're going to wonder, I think, why he wasn't like a first rounder, because Iowa's offense was so bad. It was so hard to evaluate him. And I really think I underestimated what he was capable of. But now that he's in an NFL offense and he's he's getting the ball on in a timely fashion, he's becoming very quickly, uh, you know, accustomed to what how the how Jared Goff throws a ball, and uh, he's just a reliable target. And he's our, he's he's getting more starter reps than anybody else at this point, which is I think not a surprise. But maybe how fast he's he's gotten into that spot might be a little bit of a surprise. But I mean his. His presence—it it was inevitable that he's going to be the guy. That's that's just great to hear because uh, you, you made me flash back to watching Iowa's offense last year, and oh, you could make a painful. case that he was their best quarterback last year. <laughs> uh, that, that's how that's how rough it was. Talking with Eric Schlitt from Pride of Detroit here, uh, talking about some Lions uh, on our day off from training camp. Uh, let, 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 so one of the things that, that surprised me in reading your reports, along with those others, is that Graham Glasgow is getting some first-team reps. 
Uh, can you talk about at, at right guard? You talk about how he looks and what's going on with Big V. Is this something that we need to be concerned about? Is this a legitimate competition, or is this just Big V isn't available and they're they're letting Graham go? Kind of a combination of all of it, right? Because okay. they brought Graham in and, and they've said we're going to allow you to compete. Uh, when they started camp, Graham was the one. He started with the ones, and and some of this could be them slowly wanting to acclimate Vitae back into, you know, NFL uh, you know, business here. Right. But then on day three, he pulled up a little bit and um, he didn't return to practice. And then he missed day four. So now he's injured and he's, and he's only taken starter reps one of the four days and Graham's done the other three because of the injury. And, and all of a sudden, I think Graham is showing his value, right? He is a steady veteran who has capability to start, and he's going to get a chance to to win the job. But if Vitae can't stay healthy, he's going to get it by default. And so what's interesting is that there's a trickle-down effect as well, right? So, like, when Graham steps up, then now Colby Sorstel steps into the second-team right guard spot. And they were actually starting to incorporate him with second-team reps kind of late in practice each of the days prior. And so, but now he, with Vitae not uh, practicing, Sorstel is firmly in with the twos. And, um, you know, I think we'll get a better look at how they perform once the pads come on. But, like, from a movement standpoint, uh, both those right guards look pretty good. And uh, we'll just got to see if Vitae can get and stay healthy. Boy, that would be nice if he could, because we, we've talked all summer, all offseason, about how great it is to have your projected starting offensive line all healthy, and already one of them's dinged up. But uh, it, it's encouraging to hear you talk well about Glasgow, because uh, uh, if you ask anybody who covered him in Denver, they're going to tell you that he was terrible there. And uh, oh, yeah. it's it's nice to hear him come back, and good good words on Sorestall. Real quick before I let you go, um, we are draft guys at heart, Eric. Give me your undrafted free agent, not named Starling Thomas, that has the best chance of making the team. <laughs> oh, you took my, you took the <laughs> gimme away. Absolutely. Right? I mean, because because he's Thomas, good. <laughs> I mean, Thomas is really good. Um, you know, like he's he was he was CB four outside CB four entering the training camp when Harris shifts inside. Now he's CB three. Um, when Jerry Jacobs was uh, not on the field for a couple of reps, it was Thomas who was in with the starters. Like that's awesome. He's he's very quickly rising up the depth chart. Uh, he's Gunner, first team Gunner, right as well. Interesting. Um, and so, yeah, it's uh, it, it gets a little harder a- after Thomas. Um, I, I still think that a running back three position is, is up for grabs. Um, bringing. Jackson back really makes it a little bit tighter of a competition. And um, you know, Craig Reynolds has been taking a lot of reps there. But uh, Ibrahim, if he can, if he's out of Minnesota, he's got a real chance, I think, to, to make his way in. He's looked a little silkier, a little smoother as camp has gone on. Putting these pads on, I think, is going to be a real benefit for him. So, yeah, like he'll get a chance to be a little bit more of a bully. Um, there's a couple of, there's been a couple of times where he's just like, he's found the hole and gone 10 yards before he's even getting like a hand on him. So, uh, I, I still think he's got a shot. Um, 
but yeah, taking Thomas away from my uh, from my choices was. was I mean, really, he's uh, he's makes, so makes obvious. He he's the fastest guy on the team. I don't think people understand. He got clocked yes. at over twenty four miles per hour at UAB. He can fly, folks, and he's also got some ability. He's he's had he's some injury. He's he's undrafted because he's already twenty four years old. Will be twenty five during the season, and he's had a lot of knee problems. But boy, if he can keep it on the tracks, man, he's he's gonna play. <laughs> Well, you know, look, Thomas is Thomas is feisty too. Like um, they were they were doing a run left play uh, with Craig Reynolds, and uh, a Fetty gets out and pull and, and pulls and he locks up with Thomas, and, and that's unfair because a Fetty is six six three thirty, right? And so he he locks onto Thomas and he he takes him from like two yards inside inbounds to like three yards out of bounds, and uh, the play was over and. Uh, Thomas let up, and Effetti didn't. And Thomas took exception to that and grabbed him by the face mask. And uh, yeah, maybe he he's, he's outweighed by like 160 pounds. Like, and and he and uh, yet he was uh, he was tussling with the big man and uh, the pair. They went to the ground like they were tussling up. It was he's not scared. And oh like, man, Aaron Glenn has to love that. <laughs> oh, Dan, yeah, Aaron Glenn, Dan Campbell, like Brian Duker went over and gave him an attaboy on it. You know what I mean? Like, I love it. So, <laughs> yeah, they they he he's just so tenacious and 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 they're willing to do almost anything. It's he's 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 a fun guy that I think Lion fans are really gonna they're really gonna love. Well, Eric Slit, thank you so much for joining us, Eric Slit from POD. I will see you tomorrow morning. Hopefully, the pads are on tomorrow. Tell me they're going to be on tomorrow. And that's my understanding. The way oh, they were talking God. in Allen Park is that they're expecting pads to be on. So that will make uh, practice a lot more fun, point. and we can we can check out my oh, guy yeah. Trevor Nowoski from Saginaw and see how he's hitting because uh, I, I I like him. You want me? I'll tell you. Look, real I quick, knew, I real quick, trying to get me off the air here, but like he's he's he, they're playing him all over. Uh, Sam, Will, Mike, they're doing a lot with him, so they're giving him a chance to go too. Awesome, Eric Schlitt, Thanks so much for joining us on the Huge Show. Thank you, Bud. All right. We're going to hit a break because I, I talk too much with Eric, so we're going we're gonna to spill into a break here. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Hey, it's Brett from the Michigan Sports Network, and it is time to step into a world of nonstop action with DraftKings Casino. Play the classics like blackjack, roulette, and slots, plus enjoy exclusive games you can't find anywhere else. Right now, new customers who deposit at least $5 can get a match on their first deposit and score up to $2,000 in casino bonus funds. All you have to do is sign up with the promo code HUGE and you can start playing from a full suite of games. Your way is the only way to play on DraftKings Casino. You can play online, on your time, in your space, and within your means. It's safe, secure, and reliable so you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you're ready. Just download the DraftKings Casino app now and sign up with promo code HUGE and you'll get a match on your first deposit of $5 or more up to $2,000 in casino bonus funds. Only at DraftKings Casino with promo code HUGE. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up, Michigan only, one per opted-in customer. Minimum $5 deposit, max match $2,000. Deposit and bonus amount require 15 times playthrough within 30 days. See terms at casino.draftkings.com slash players choice. Restrictions apply. Roast Umber is a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And also the Nitro Cold Brew Coffee is a convenient and healthy option for energy with no sugar additives. Look for it at your local retailer or at roastumber.com. 
Hey, sports fans, here's a hanging curveball that you can knock out of the ballpark. This is Matt Shepard, the voice of Detroit baseball, inviting you to step up to the plate at Eagle Casino and Sports, the mobile sports book where you can bet on all your favorites all year round, including, of course, our national pastime. So download the app and start winning today. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 years or older and in Michigan to play. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to The Huge Show. Wrapping up hour one here with a bit of fun news for those of you who uh, follow the Pistons and also uh, Michigan basketball. Xavier Simpson has signed with the team. You might remember him from Michigan. End of last decade. Uh, signed a one-year one minimum contract that can be converted to a two-way after a good summer league stint. He played some great defense in the summer league. That's probably what's going to get him on. When we come back, Graham Couch from the Lansing State Journal, live from Indianapolis Media Days. Big. Bad. Huge. 